Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It's got a split week this weekend. We've got the late model stock cars. They'll invade Altima Hall, North Carolina, Friday night at Ace Speedway for the race at Ace. Round four of the championship battle for the late model stock cars. And a little further west, the Nashville Fairgrounds. The super late models will be in conjunction with the ARCA CRA Super Series and the Southern Super Series. They'll run Saturday afternoon uh, at the fairgrounds. And, uh, man, it's going to be... a a really, really exciting week for the Cars Tour. Again, they've done this a couple of times in the past where they've had late models run at one track and super run at another track, and they've been fairly successful with it in the last couple of years. Uh, don't think that they have any reason not to think they'll have success this coming weekend as well. Uh, before we dive into uh, this weekend's event and our guest uh, this week, uh, Mr. Jason Turner with A Speedway, Tyler Williams with the Half Price Concession Stand, also um, a fixture at A Speedway over the years. We want to recap what happened two weeks ago at Orange County Speedway, the Pereer Tank Lines Old North State Nationals, presented by GSX Reps, $30,000 on the line. And if you recall, we had Josh Berry and Deke McCaskill both on the show. Those guys finished 1-2 in the race for $30,000. We'll go to our friends here at Pit Road TV to recap the last few laps and hear from both Josh Berry and Deke McCaskill. $30,000 on the line. Dale Jr. owns the lead car. The guy chasing it is his childhood late model hero. Will Deke McCaskill spoil the victory for Josh Berry, looking to go two in a row after winning the Southern Edition of this race one year ago. If McCaskill has anything left in that tank, now is the time. Three laps to go. Tail, nose to tail, these two. McCaskill to the bottom. He'll try it once again as they come down the front stretch. Popsicle sticks in the air from Brandon Willard. Two laps to go. McCaskill is inside of turn two. McCaskill giving it everything. He has not quite enough down the back stretch. The laps are running out. He'll try and set him up down here at the front stretch. Little nudge through the front stretch. This could be what he needs. White flag. Can Deke McCaskill get underneath the two Josh Berry? He slipped in the center. Final two turns to Deke sending for 30 grand. Off the final turn, Josh Berry is going to hold off Deke McCaskill to win the Purrier Tank Lines Old North State Nationals by GXS Raps here at Orange County Speedway. Wow, what a race and what a drive by Josh Berry and Deke McCaskill. Here he comes out of the race car. Josh Berry, a two-time Old North State Nationals $30,000 winner. Josh, you are exhausted. I've seen you in a lot of races. Have you ever had to drive a race car that hard in your life? I don't know, man. Um, that was everything I had. Early on, I really didn't feel like we were that great. I'm still, man, I, that was so tough at the end. It was, uh, the two tires saved us for sure. We got really loose getting in. Uh, the two tires tightened it up just enough where I could hang on till right at the end. But um, yeah, early on, I just, I just didn't see passing those guys. So we kind of swung for the fence. We came early for fuel to kind of flip the strategy. Um, 
we're probably really close, but you know, we're not in this for points or anything. We felt like it was worth the risk to get the track position. We just had track position. And uh, I found a little bit at the top there, man, at the end. I, I was almost, I felt like I just had to keep moving up so Deke would really have to go up to run into me. And I mean, if that was anybody else, I'm not sure we'd be here. So hats off to him. You seem to have a, a thing now for big races where you come out and you make a statement. Have you gotten to the point in your career where this just ups the ante for you? You guys perform at a different level? Man, I don't know. Um, like I said, today we had to think outside the box. We had to change things up a little bit. Like I said, we, uh, you know, we had to go for the track position. I know how hard it is. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, we just uh, found something at the end there on the top. And, and uh, man, I just got to give hats off to all these guys for coming racing with me every week. And they've been here a long time. Um, all things automotive, Mark Thomas, I hope you're watching. Uh, I racing, Dale Jr., Kelly LW, like I said, everybody on this team. Um, David West, John West, amazing horsepower. It really opened it up there on the top when we were able to go. And, and uh, man, I just uh, very thankful right now. Didn't have a great day yesterday, but today might make up for it a little bit. Well, you can see by the face, it's almost emotionless to disappointing. Tell us what it feels like. Yes, yeah, uh, hurts pretty bad. <laughs> This is the best car I've ever had here. Uh, Marcus Richmond, RNS race cars, and John West racing engines. Uh, I've never had anything like this go around this racetrack. And I knew when Josh pitted for fuel that first time that, that all he did was pass us. And um, he was the main one I was concerned about this whole weekend. And when he got in front of us, I knew it was going to be really hard to pass. He, uh, he gets around the outside here really good. And it was just going to be hard to pass him. And I just. Uh, I can't rough them up without roughing myself up. I just don't drive like that. And I Count, countless short track racers would have. Yeah. They they are just going for a thousand dollars. You had thirty and you stayed off them. How do you compose yourself that strongly? You're the guy that Dale Jr. looks up to and so many others. What do you tell them at this moment? Why you didn't dump him? <laughs> it just hurts, man. I don't, I don't know. I just I just don't drive like that. I never have and. I've done it one time in my life, and it, uh, it didn't feel good. So uh, I didn't. Um, I just didn't know how to do it. And I didn't know how to pass them without wrecking them, and I wanted to. I wanted to pass them clean, and I know it's just going to be really hard to do. But um, Josh is a heck of a wheel man. He don't slip, and I knew it was going to be really tough. But just felt like I let a lot of people down, and I just apologize. You didn't let anyone down. You were a class act, and an honor to get to chat with you about this. Take it easy. You did great. Lenny Matiki with Pit Road TV interviewing Deke McCaskill, who finished second in the Old North State National, and we had Deke on the show two weeks ago. And um, I'll just on a personal note, um, I've watched Deke race for 20-plus years, and he is by far um, the cleanest race car drivers that I have ever seen in short track racing. And if any of these young kids want a role model and someone to look up to as far as how to race, Deep McCaskill is is a prime uh, candidate for for young racers to to watch and understand um, how to race the right way. Um, again, no, it was disappointing for Deke, but again, a solid second place finish behind Josh Berry. Tyler Matthews with another strong finish. Um, one of our stickered up alumni, he finished third. Jared Fryer, the reigning champion, also stickered up podcast alumni. He finished fourth. Stephen Massey finished fifth. Bobby McCarty sixth. Bubba Pollard seventh. Trevor Knowles eighth place. 
Sam Yarbrough with ninth and Caden Honeycount round out the top 10. 28 cars took the green flag on Sunday afternoon. Led to the field by Justin Johnson in the number 44 Pereira Tank Lines DSX Wraps. Ford, um, he led um, he led the first couple of laps, but some interesting, as competitive as this race was, I'm sitting here looking at some of the final stats. Josh Berry led the last 153 laps um, of the event, and, um, you know, it wasn't that kind of a dominating fashion. It, it On paper, it kind of looks that way, but um, it was a great event, um, a great to see fans in the stands at Orange County Speedway for the first time in almost a year and a half. Um, as we look at the Cars Tour standings after three events in the 2021 campaign, Bobby McCarty sits atop of the points. He leads Deke McCaskill by a mere one point. Jared Fryer, the reigning champion, sits in third. He's seven points behind. Then a little bit of a gap tied for fourth. Caden Honeycutt, Sam Yarbur, Justin Johnson, the winner at Dillon in the season opener, is sixth. Daniel Silvestri, running for Rookie of the Year, is seventh in points, followed by Sam Butler. Brandon Pierce, Lane Riggs round out the top ten. Um like I said, we're going to A Speedway this weekend. We'll preview that a little bit, but we've got 20 cars on the pre-entry list. Uh, we'll review that here with our two guests, uh, Jason Turner, Tyler Williams, um, when we get back. But um, yeah, it's it, it was uh, just to kind of button up the the Old North State Nationals. I think that um, the Cars Tour did a phenomenal job, and if anybody was at the race, it, it really had. Um, a big time feel event and um, and we'll talk to uh, Jason Turner here who's just gotten into the studio about what his expectations are at a speedway but uh, we'll circle back around to these guys caution flag is out Brandon Willard's got that out we're going to come down take the opportunity to stick her up on pit road and we'll be back with Jason Turner and Tyler Williams with the stickered up podcast stickered up official podcast of the cars tour Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Road TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proof race wedding shock technology the only thing that will shock are the affordable prices vst offers sales service and repair of racing shocks plus suspension related components for a wide range of race cars with 20 plus years of nascar experience and a decade as a shock specialist contact pj bryant 704-701-5585 that's 704-701-5585 tell him you heard about vst on stickered up stickered up Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. 
just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Ronald Hill, driver of 74 Chevrolet Gardner Marsh Equipment. You're listening to Stickered Up with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out, Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Excited to have in studio today Mr. Jason Turner, co-owner, promoter, a Speedway, Accelerated Graphics, and um, good buddy of his, another guy that knows his way around a Speedway um, in the booth and all things uh, Ace Speedway. Mr. Tyler Williams, also the host of the Half Price Concession Stand. Gentlemen, welcome to Stickered Up. Glad to be here. Hey, man, how you doing? We're here, man, and it's race week for you. I know that this is something that you've been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, talk about a little bit what's what's been happening at Ace Speedway the last few weeks leading up to this, this weekend. Well, we've done a lot of prep work, getting this track ready, getting it clean, getting it presentable, making sure everything still functions everything's great uh we're ready for the cars tour to come into town it's it's a really good event it's one that you know we we're excited for because i actually get to take a little bit of time off and actually watch it's, it's nice to be able to do that every once in a while isn't it yeah yeah it's been great uh those guys they put on a really good show um they know what they're doing in the tower so you know for that portion of the race i get to kind of take a break make sure food's hot drinks are cold and everybody's happy yeah well you and you've you've had some events already um here in 2021 i think three is it three or four events you've already had well four on the calendar but one has a was a, a rain out okay so we've actually moved that down to may 28th as far as the, the weekly show I know that you run several divisions, and, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this, um, you know, down the road. Um, I think the big issue, the big, the big topic right now on social media is car count. Um, you actually implemented um, a new rule with some breaks, and we'll talk about that too. Um, and I'm interested to hear kind of your your theory behind that. Um, and, and Tyler, welcome. Yep. Um, You'll be at Ace. Are you going to be at Ace on Friday? I am uh, currently. I am currently in negotiations with my wife to see if uh, we can come sit on the back stretch and watch, or sit over and turn three in a lawn chair. If those negotiations fail to come through, I will be watching on Cars Tour TV. So my eyes will be watching the racing, whether I'm in person or on the couch. is is still up for debate. But uh, like Drew Rosenhaus says, those those negotiations are ongoing. Do you do you <laughs> think if we could sweeten the deal by two complimentary tickets, courtesy of the Stickered Up podcast, would that sweeten the deal and maybe? Mm. 
It might. I don't know. My, my wife drives a hard bargain, man. She's she's a tough one. You gotta you gotta pick your battles when you're a married man. Maybe, so <laughs> maybe Jason can offer some complimentary hot dogs. How about a bologna burger? Hey, now now that see, I'm easy to please. She's the tougher one to please. You give me a bologna burger at half off, and I would come in. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm half price concessions. Yeah, and you gotta wait until after the cars tour for that. Yeah, that's yeah. the truth. Full price deal then. Yeah. So so speaking of half price um half price concession podcast which i'm a fan of thank you and um i love what you do you have a different it's a different way um i i I, to this day my favorite podcast that you've done so far is your sit down with barry begley that's that's the most popular one i think i think it's still got the most views on all the the platforms and on the youtube and it's just i mean when, when you sit down with a guy like barry I don't care if you got microphones in front of you or not. You, you kind of just want to get out of the way and listen. You know, it's kind of like hearing your grandpa talk and not to age Barry by any means. But when you walk in, you see his resume on the wall. You know, it's not, you know, it's not typed up in a letter. It's in trophies. It's in checks. And anybody who was watching late model racing in the 90s or, you know, early 80s, but especially there in the 90s, knows that when they saw that black 82 of Barry Beggarly, they were seeing greatness. And when he came back, it was a lot of the same. You know, there was there was so many people that was it, it was hard to not be a fan of Barry Beggarly, and that's that's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, his dad, Robert Turner, is another one of my favorites on there, just yeah. because of him coming full circle at, at Ace and as a man. And and Jason was actually the f- very first guest on the Half Price Concessions podcast. He was he how was many, he was many, the guinea pig. How many downloads did that one have? Oh boy, I'm gonna have to look that one up. But that was that, it was one of the it was one of the first ones. It was the made. very first one. Yeah. It had it had a lot from when, when we started looking at analytics. I think it was it was one, over 100. 152 plays. It's in my top five, or it's in my top. 10 rather so Look it's that. All right. not too bad and jason you have a you have a is it technically a podcast your recap for ace yeah talk a little bit about that because i think that's something that i think most rate a lot of racetracks should do and i think you're kind of leading the way with that talk a little bit about what that is um the ace recap we can you can find it on any major platform so you can find it on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts stitcher you can find it on radio public you can find it on uh, I've already said Spotify. You can find it on, uh, good Lord, anything. Anywhere that you can download nine, nine different platforms. Anywhere you can download, you can okay. You can like, subscribe, follow. Always, always subscribe. That really helps us out. Yeah. And uh, so we, we bring a, a recap of every event night. We try to record it. We have a guest in, and if we can, if the schedule's a lineup, if not, we just kind of give a rundown. We talk about the highlights, what people missed, and why they should come back. Um, we've also gotten it to where we can record, you know, actual video, mm-hmm. stream it to Facebook Live. Yeah. So, trying to give a different aspect, trying to get that community built back up with our drivers. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, you could uh, you could go down to the local gas station at the corner and stop and see any driver that was at the racetrack, and you could sit there and talk to them. Now, the fans don't even come into pits much after the yeah. races unless you know them or a family yeah. member of them. You know, usually after late models, everybody's gone. So we're trying to build that community back up between the drivers and fans. I will say, I seen your guy running around Friday night, and I legit went up and asked him, like, 
like I saw his rig, like his equipment that he was using, and I was like, "Bro, who are you shooting for?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm doing the A Speedway stuff. Like it, it so, looked, it looked like a pit road TV worthy rig. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't no mom and pop iPhone, you know, recording some scratchy video. Like it, it, it was pretty yeah. high tech looking stuff. Yeah, and a lot of that is stuff that we're learning as we go. You know, I, I'm not a you know an audio or a video guy by anything, but um, you know. I learn as we go, he's filming what they call B-roll. This is the video that you watch while you're listening to some audio, while yeah. you're actually listening to the content. That way it's, uh, I guess, uh, B-roll is like secondary to the audio. Yeah. I have no idea. But is that Kyle that was doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he's, is he, will he be there this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually met, I met Kyle through uh, Thomas Chapel. Okay. I was actually wrapping a car for Thomas Chapel, and I was kind of t- showing him through the sign shop. Yeah. And he was like, what's this room here, man? What are you doing? I was like, this is my studio. Yeah. This is where we record our podcast. He's like, I know somebody. Yeah. I was like, I was, <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, I wanted to get it started back up. We wanted to do it right. Yeah. And I got frustrated because I try to learn everything I can, but you get to the point where you just, uh, if you're in over your head, you got to learn, you got to study, you got to spend a lot of money and sometimes you waste it. And I didn't want to waste it. He'll anything. be, he'll be a great resource for you. He's very knowledgeable. That when it comes to this stuff so I'm, I'm excited that you guys are able to team up on that deal i appreciate that man yeah absolutely so we were talking before we went on air half price concession stand a little slacking hmm. about time to do another one ain't it yeah i tell you it, it was easier last year because i wasn't i only had i think four or five races on my schedule and i, yeah. and, I and i had more time but now this year i'd doing a dirt modified series that i announced for and an asphalt truck series and i kind of my wife says i have a bad habit of making myself too busy for my own good yeah so um time's just kind of gotten away but i've got a couple of them lined up i've um actually got a guy who was one of the first four-cylinder front-wheel drive drivers at a speedway back when they started the class there um that still races there from time to time jamie orange i'm going to talk to him on may 11th and i'll probably put it out there as soon as i can and i got a few other people i've talked to but you know a lot of these guys it it's hard to, to find time for them because they you know they work full-time jobs and they work on their race car and oh by the way this this clown is messaging you on facebook messenger hey can you make time for a podcast you know time yeah. time gets away so um there's a lot of them I'd, I'd like to talk to and just you know and i you know i got a full-time job and a wife and a home and chore stuff too so time is uh It'd be nice if we could just freeze time and then I could just go get whoever I wanted and travel wasn't an issue. But but you know what's funny is between the three of us, the things that we do to go above and beyond to really kind of help promote short track racing as a whole, you know, um, you know, Jason and I both wrap cars, you know, that's that's what pays the bills for us. And we do podcasts. We try to get out you brought up a good point or brought up something that kind of struck a question with me. I remember as a kid back when Barry, not before Barry's even the black car, when he was driving was the car the for one? William Johnson, the yellow with the, with the red 82 on it with Woodall. Yeah. I remember going to orange County and like part of the whole Saturday night ritual was after the race was over, was them putting the stairs down and opening the gates and people going down and walk into the pits and be able to interact. You don't see that anymore. But what can what do you guys think we could do with the social media? Because obviously social media is completely different than than what it was. I mean, you're looking at the Courier Times to see race results from Orange County and South Boston on Wednesday. Yeah. Now you've got all these different platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Do you think that that has taken away from kind of the the ability, you know, the 
the hominess of of racing and the community i would agree i would i would think so and i think that's not that's not just racing that's all aspects of life you got you got 20 something year olds you know that i'm sure you know we both work with yeah. i'm sure you work with too you got 20 something year olds that can't hold a conversation in person you know they can do it online they can post like crazy well they're like this they got the phone to their face yeah all, all, all day so i don't i don't think it's just a racing problem i think it's a cult it, it's culture as a whole yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of just got lazy. It was easier to do it over our phone than it was to do it in person. So I think, you know, you can use any tool that social media gives us to, to promote the sport, but I think there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. You know, if, if you're, if you're generally informing and, and trying to share some of those stories that maybe don't come out on the microphone in, in a front stretch interview or things like that, that's a good way to do it. The bad way to do it is to go in there and, and try to TMZ it. Yeah. You're sitting in there trying to uh, drum something up that maybe isn't there, or you're trying to make something controversial that isn't there. There's nothing wrong with reporting the truth, but I think if you go in there with that kind of attitude, then that's the kind of stuff that makes people go, "All right, you know, that's not somewhere I want to go take my kids, or I want to wait, you know, spend my time." Yeah, you know, so that's that's just my opinion on. You know it. anything about TMZ? Oh my blowing God. things up. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something about TMZ. Let me, let me tell the you. New York Times. So let me New tell York you. Times, New York Post, you name it. The Washington Times. It's, it's, it's all. It's crazy this. because when when you went went back to racing last year. Um, and that you ran two races before the cars tour even came, right? We did. And that first weekend, I was there with Justin Johnson, and had a you had a two max capacity for what you were allowed. And went to the race, had a great time, came home, and Sunday morning, my wife says. Look at this article on TMZ. Is this where you were at last night? <laughs> How many times in life are you going to say that? <laughs> and I was like, um. And so then I went back the next week because I had um, Landon Pimbleton, who's a kid that I help, was running your running limited there the following week. And, man, just the number of – and, look, I sat there and watched one of these photographers. He wasn't even taking pictures of race cars. He oh, was no. taking pictures of crowds. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, obviously – you know, you and you and your dad, um, in my opinion, fought the good battle to try to give us something to do in the midst of all of the chaos that COVID brought. Um, so we could sit here and talk all night about that. And I know you don't want to talk about it. You want to put it behind you. But when you said TMZ, the first thing I thought of was... <laughs> I didn't mean like his TMZ. <laughs> right. he, he didn't do that. They did that for him. Yeah, yeah. They, they helped us out pretty good. I mean, there's no such thing as bad press until, you know, yeah. that. Yeah. You yeah. Know, when, when they take pictures of the crowd yeah. at such an angle to where it looks like bodies are stacked on top of bodies, yeah, that's bad press. You know, if they yeah. would have taken a picture head on they'd have seen yeah. some social distancing they'd have seen some gaps and no nah, they, they they know what they're doing those photographers they're yeah. looking for something yeah. they're not journalism that's not journalism anymore yeah you know active journalism is is finding a story and and letting people know about it why is it important to you or why is it important to them what's it got to do with them yeah and then you know this kind of you know this kind of media that that's out there now is is pushing the narrative yeah clearly it's gotcha stuff they're, they're trying to it, it's a gotcha thing it's, yeah. they do the same thing with 
anybody they interview, they're they're almost not even asking a question anymore. They're they're trying to yeah. stir you up into a thing to to give them that pop quote or whatever, and they be like, oh well, such and such said that, and it's like, yeah, you know, so that's another one of them things that I don't think it's just racing. I think it's it's just across the board where that whole thing is gone. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question about social media, though, it's made the world smaller. Um, you you can you know I can pick up my phone right now, get on my Alibaba app, and buy anything from china from you know india anywhere yeah. like that anything any kind of promo items that i need i can get um from halfway across the world and it's easy but it's also acted as a divider to spread us out as individuals yeah and that's a big problem yeah well speaking of spread out um right now the state of north carolina is at 50 percent for outdoor venues um, Orange County was right at that 50% two weeks ago for the Old North State Nationals. How have your pre-ticket sales been for Friday night's Cars Tour race? We've had some good ticket sales. Um, you know, we, I, as of today, we've still had orders still coming in. Um, some things that I've seen is usually the day of or the day before the race is when ticket sales really ramp up. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I've, I've worked on some things to try to incentivize people to buy tickets online. Mm-hmm. Just by letting them know you can pass the you can pass the line. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess you have to. You, we have to go above and beyond to let people know that you don't only have to buy tickets online. You can buy tickets online or in person. Yeah. You just get to skip the line if you buy them online. Well, you also get. Um, you also get. Are they are they the same price pre? I guess there's no pre. I know at some point, sometimes a car store has where you can buy them advanced. You can get a little bit of a discount, but I think it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. 20 bucks. Yeah, $20 and five for kids. It's, a, it's still a really good bargain. Absolutely. Um, we've tried to play with other things to try to incentivize, incentivize people to get to the track, you know, uh, free hot dog vouchers or, you know, free Pepsi vouchers and, and things of that nature. And they, they, they work for the most part, but right now because of being at 50% capacity, it's just one of those things that you can't, uh, you can't give away the house. There's one thing that you do at A Speedway that I really, really like, and that is you have the front stretch designated as more of your family grandstand, and if you're going to drink alcohol, um, you sit on the back stretch. I think that's brilliant. Well, it, it's that's kind a, of that's a long time tradition at A Speedway. Yeah, not, yeah. not to take away from right. it, but that's, well, that's it's, it's always, always been done. that way. Yeah, that's that's where I was kind of gonna gonna go with that, but it's by design also now. Because if you know if we were to go sell alcohol in front stretch, we have to change our permits. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's only designated for two areas: you know, VIP suites and back stretch. Okay. So you know, we don't want to go through and change our permits, get everything switched up again, and you know, take a lot of take a lot of time and a lot of effort and money. Yeah. Um. So we just kept it the same and roll with it. Uh, it's nothing. You know, we don't we don't try to separate those people because we think they're bad people. Yeah, it's just that's where it was already set up. That's how it's laid out. That's that's how it works. And you know, when people come to ASB, they they know, mm-hmm. you know, they know if they you know, there's a big sign at the front. You know, you want to you want to sit up here at the front stretch. Here's a, here's the way. You want to go to the back stretch. You want to go where the beer hood is. Where all that you know where all that is. Yeah. There it is. It's there. People on the back stretch have access to the same thing, same concessions, same merchandise same snack items same drink items as the front stretch the only difference is you know we have a beer hut back there i'll take it a step further Stephen. as someone who's i've been going to a speedway since 1990 the back stretch can actually end up being as good if not a better seat because when you're on the property it's actually a little bit higher in elevation not Dra- not terribly drastic but it is a little bit higher so you can sit a little lower in those bleachers 
and still have a better view across just because that's kind of the way the hills are at a speedway where, you know, I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house yeah. by any means, but you can go on the back, even if, you know, you're not going back there to get tore up from the floor. If you just want to have, you know, a beer with your bologna burger or something, yeah. you know, you can go back there and no one's acting, you know, crazy or stupid or nothing no. like that. You can go back there with your kids and, and it's still some good spots to sit. And also, there's other areas like uh, off of turn two, there's an area that you can buy seats, uh, you can buy passes for, you can take your lawn chair over there. And then in turn three, all the way up to right up to about where you separate for the VIP is another kind of long curve spot where you can take your lawn chair. So it's not quite the trackside parking like some places do, but there's, there's a lot of different options depending on just where you, what kind of view you want. Yeah. The, after doing some construction work you know over the years you kind of you look at the track from different angles and you kind of see the track for what the fans see how they see it and really the the turn three patio seating yeah. is one of the better seats in the house oh they're hard to come by because people put them chairs out real quick oh yeah come, yeah come race day those <laughs> chairs are laid out and and honestly i I've, I've never watched a race at ace from the front stretch and 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 that doesn't mean that i'm drinking every time i go to the racetrack right <laughs> but you know, I I think that I mean some of the best racing. I mean, let, let's go back to the cars race last year. Where where was where was the incident between Bobby McCarty and Josh Berry right at the end of the back stretch That's going right. into turn three? Yeah. You know, and 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 I, mean, I think the racetrack itself is is it's very racy. Um, obviously, it's got a very Martinsville feel to it. I know you get a ton of people that'll come and test there before the martinsville race just because of the similarities to the track as far as setting up and and we'll talk a little bit about that but uh we're going to take a break we're going to caution flags out we're going to come down pit road stick it up and when we come back we're going to talk about car counts and then we'll preview this weekend's cars tour race at a speedway with jason turner tyler williams you're listening to the stickered up podcast stickered up official podcast of the cars tour Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Road TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. 
just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Hey, this is Josh Berry, and you're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back in the air, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. In studio today, Jason Turner, a Speedway, Tyler Williams, half-price concession stand, and guys, a topic that has come up um, on social media here in the last few days um, as the season has started 2021 is car count. Um Jason, that's something that you've you've seen firsthand at a speedway. Um, I thought the really the thing that surprised me the most was when we were at Dillon for the car season opener, and I had heard that Hickory only had six late models. And Hickory last year was a track that you could count on 14, 16, 18 late models every Saturday night. It's where Josh Berry basically won his national championship running at Hickory. And you and Tri-County have tried to put something together as far as a short track series, and it's definitely um, concerning. Um, Marcus Richmond uh, with RNS Race Cars went on last night and, and posted something in regards to how he feels like he can fix it, and I think we all can sit here and get on our soapbox and talk about what we can do to fix short track racing. But um, you had a race this past Saturday or Friday night. You had seven late models, but... For fans out there, any of those seven cars could have won and nobody would have questioned. I mean, you had seven really good late models. You know, you had nine really good late models the first race of the season. Um, What are your thoughts on, and and then you can, I want to talk to you a little bit about your, what you came out with as far as a rule change for for breaks. Um, But what are are your initial thoughts here early in the season as far as car count? Well, we didn't expect on having, uh, you know, 10. Open at night. Right. Um, you know, we, we usually, you know, we banked on some of our locals and then a couple that had spoken to us over the winter about coming and, uh, you know, a couple of people had changed plans last minute and, uh, you know, we, we just knew we were going to have, you know, a good 14 cars. Um, something that we, we usually talk, we, we call the drivers, we get in their ear, we just, uh, see how the week's going, how the cars are coming back, you know, everything, everything going good. You know, we, we check off our list and we know how many cars we're going to have it didn't work you know what i mean uh, we had uh you know last minute um i think ryan millington started wanting to do nascar points so mm-hmm. it was running at florence and yeah um hickory at first and then um you know hickory had uh six cars and we had seven uh the second race and it just you know it took us by surprise we didn't know where the cars were you know after last year where you have you know 18 late models and it was like it was easy um, we thought racing was back on the rebound. Um, come to find out, it's you know quite the opposite. So I think we're in this little trough. You know, car counts 
across the board, I mean, not trying to sound any kind of way here, but it really almost can't get worse. So, you know, you've got good car count in the car store. That's a really good thing. But it's down, too, from last year. It is, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, some people have taken a step back or parts are hard to find. You know, we we did a whole podcast segment on this was, you know, just with car uh, count-related issues, you know, parts are hard to find. I spoke with John Moore on the phone. I was like, hey, buddy, you know, how's everything going? Well, they uh, they wrecked at Sobo, so, you know, it takes three weeks to get a radiator. Yeah. That's usually a sitting, you know, stock item on the shelf. It's crazy. So, you know, if you can't get parts, you can't put your car back together, therefore it's not on the racetrack. Um, a lot of it's a lot of it's the manufacturers are having trouble just getting materials, period. Now, Zach Albright that works at A Speedway talked about, I think, on that podcast about how even places like Honda, which is, you know, no mom and pop by any means, big company, yeah. even they're having trouble. You know, my dad works in Cleveland, North Carolina, building 18 wheelers. They're having to shut the assembly line down once in a while over you know, little small parts because the, the people that make the parts can't get the material. So it's, you know, it's not, I don't think so much a stateside manufacturer issue as, as far as like them not getting the job done as much as they can't get what they need to get the job done. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a multi tiered issue. Um, you know, some, some of the, some of the drivers out there, you know, either their jobs affected, they can't get, they can't get materials in or they can't get stuff done. Uh, on time to where they can get a regular paycheck or, you know, if their business is struggling or if they can't hire, if they can't have consistent help, you know, uh, labor is a, is there's a big shortage in labor right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's been some race teams that they rely on help that they pay uh, to come and field some of these cars. Uh, You know, the rental deals, some of the, you know, just they can't pay enough help to to come to the racetrack. Um, you know, I've had people ask if I knew of anybody that wanted to help out for a night and, you know, really it's not that much work and, uh, you get paid pretty daggum good. I mean, you know, they, they pay your way in, they pay you cash. Wait, wait. (laughs) there are actually teams that actually pay pit pit guys to actually come in because I've not been on that team. (laughs) There, there are a couple. I mean, they just, you know, just guys that either go get tires or fuel or just, just go for people. And that's, that's, you know, part of it. So, um, uh, you know, it's one of those things that there's multi there's multiple sure. issues that are that have kind of all come to the head at the same time, and I think you know it it'll it'll rebound better. Twenty twenty two will be better than twenty one. Um, I feel like it'll be by a long shot. But we just got to keep people motivated me, long enough to to get it to that point. Well, let me ask you this because this is this is what's puzzling to me is Tri County didn't run at all last year. They get all their stuff together. Or they did. They ran a couple races. Yeah, and they then, did. I was and, there. Yeah, and you raced there. I did. Right? And um, and then the government sent, or the governor sent them a letter. Basically, had them shut down. They, was were, it, they were watching me. They were. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, your public enemy number yeah. one. <laughs> Jason, Jason Turner officially is the reason that Tri County got <laughs> shut down. But 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 they reopened and look, man, they have done a phenomenal job getting that racetrack back together and and where it's it's friendly for the racer. They had 25 late models the first weekend. And I'm thinking, all right, well, that's where all the cars are going to go. And then the next race, they, the next race, they'll have 10 show up. Right. So where did the other 15 cars go? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> a lot of them get to tour around. They want to go different places. You know, there's there's several drivers. I just don't want, I don't want to list any names for obvious yeah, reasons. Sure. But, you yeah. know, one driver will go to Motor Mile one week and then come to Tri-County or go to Ace or go yeah. to Hickory or go to, you know, uh, Greenville Pickens or – you know, wherever they just choose to float around. 
And uh, so it's kind of like a crapshoot as to what you're going to get. So a track championship doesn't have the same meaning that it did well, 10 years ago. Does the national points, you know, does NASCAR, does, does anything anymore? You know, if you don't have that level of participation, you know, like we've got great competition. We have great competitive parity, yeah. so to speak. You know, like you said earlier, you don't know who's going to win when they show when they come mm-hmm. because anybody's got a shot. Right. Um, and it's not because, you know, somebody else going to fall out of the race. It's because they are all equally as competitive. Um, but you, you, you just you never know. You never know who you're going to get and you never know who's going to win. Yeah, um, I've I've seen that on on the dirt side as well. Whereas a lot of your regional dirt super late model series, like the Ultimate Super Late Models, Carolina Clash, yeah, even our Southeast Dirt Modified series, there was a time not too long ago that you had your solid ten or twelve that were at every show, and then you'd pick up a few floaters. Now a lot of those regional tours can't get but maybe four people, five people tops to have perfect attendance. I think guys just, I think. It, uh, drivers love having that freedom and I, I understand having that freedom you know and enjoying it it doesn't make the promoter's job very easy because you know he's got people that come in and ask him you know well why ain't such and such here mm-hmm. you know they'll ask him before they ask the driver you know? <laughs> so right it's, it's it's i think it's just a, a sign of the times like I'll, I'll give you a good example the the top guy in dirt late model racing last year was a guy named brandon overton runs dirt super late models he did not run either of the two national tours, did not run a regional tour on. He had no perfect attendance of any kind. He just wanted to float around and be able to race where he wanted. He could pick and choose his schedule. And now there's more, you know, Scott Bloomquist is doing that now. You know, dirt late model Hall of Famer. So it's, I don't think, it's not just an asphalt thing. It's just a racing thing in general. Drag racing is having the same issue where there's either becoming endangered or going extinct as the guy who, or the driver who will just run at one track all year long. You know, that's that's kind of phasing out. Yeah. I mean, here's another thing. Check this out. So, uh, first first year, first or first, excuse me, first race, we had 10 cars. Second race, seven or five, and then seven. Um, out of those, you know, you got 20, 23 drivers. Um, not, but like two or three of the drivers that were there from the second race were at the third race. Yeah. So we picked up four different cars from the first or second race for the third race. So, yeah. you know, that just, it just validates what Tyler Again, just said. So w- w- your three races, I think Trevor and Dustin Rumley are the only two that have been to all three. Is that Trevor, Dustin Rumley and uh, Dean Fogelman. Okay. Yeah. So you've had three guys that have been there. For every race, yeah, and I mean you appreciate everything you get. Sure, it's not absolutely. it's not to you know, di- you know discount or you know take credit away from anybody. It's it you appreciate everything you get. Yeah, you always do. You always treat everybody the same, whether they show up once or a hundred times. Um, but it's just you know that that's the sign of the times. It's tough right now, but it'll get better. And I think that's that's something that today's fan will miss. What we had in the nineties, you know, in the nineties it used to be, I knew when I went to a Speedway on Friday night. I knew who like kind of the core 12 were. And then it was, it was really interesting to see, all right, well, well, who came in from Franklin County or South Boston or blah, blah, blah. And you're not really going to get that now because of this attitude. And I'm not, you know, I'm not 
I don't want to be too hard on them because everybody's got freedom to race where they want. Sure. But it used to be a thing to see, all right, when Stacy Purrier came to Ace Speedway, all right, well, can he outrun Robert Turner or Todd Massey or Barry Beggarly? Or, you know, when someone else came down, if, if Timothy Peters came down to Ace Speedway running the Bailey's car, you know, all right, well, I know he's good, but, you know, can he outrun that 82 going into turn one for a 75-lap race? That's right. So that's sadly something that is going to go away with this because – if someone came to A Speedway now, like like Jason said, it'd be all right. Can he beat you know the eighty eight? Can he beat um, who was the other one? Uh, Dustin Rumley, Trevor Ward, Trevor, Trevor Ward, Ward, Dean Fogelman. So it's it's yeah. it's something that's kind of gone away. I'm sure you've seen that in Orange County. It used to oh, be yeah. who would come in and and beat Maurice Hill or try to beat Barry Beckerley or yeah. those guys on a Saturday oh, in Orange it, County. We got excited. I mean, when when um, I remember one Saturday night in particular, Mike Dillon came when he was running late models and he had that rcr late model and it was big time man and he was coming in and he'd been running at hickory all year and he was at a national trying to get national points and he against barry and he had to basically come and you know the same scenario as when barry went to hickory in order to win that championship over setzer you know you kind of have to go where you have to go and i mean some of that still plays out but um, let me ask you this again, stickered up podcast. We've got Jason Turner from a speedway in studio, Tyler Williams, half price concession stand. Do you think the cars tour and it's evolved, you know, how it's evolved in its sixth year being a torn division, has that changed the mindset of a late model stock car driver to be able to want to bounce around and not run for a Jack championship? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's filling the same void it filled back when it was the Pro Cup. It's the chance for guys that are not typically are not going to have the money to go run ARCA or something else. It's a chance for those guys to step up and race for more money. You know, just the way the Pro Cup was. A lot of those Pro Cup guys, I mean, some made it up to NASCAR, but most of them didn't have the money. Most of them, that was the that was the highest level they could race at yeah. or they could find money to race at. So I think it's, it's kind of filling the same void it filled back in their late 90s when – you know, Jason's dad went and ran Pro Cup, Keith Woody, R.D. Smith, a lot yeah. of those guys that were A-Speedway guys, Jay Fogelman, who, okay, uh, I can I can step up and afford this. This is the most I can afford, and this is my this is my big time because I can't afford to go run NASCAR. Yeah, I think that's only natural. You re, you want to race as at a high of a level as you can. Um, the the difference is now is that the the bridge uh, to bridge the gap between uh, the highest level you can afford, you know, versus how much money somebody has now or how resourceful they can be uh, to gain sponsorships or to gain any kind of, you know, capital to, to race at that level. I think it's just uh, superseded um, most people's expectations, especially mine. You know, I had no clue how expensive it was to build some of these cars like it is now. It's mind-boggling. used to be, you know, a Thirty, forty thousand dollar car. Oh, you're talking hundred thousand know, dollars. You're talking, <laughs> you know, seventy minimum. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's a big deal now, and uh, you know, in order to in order to build the car, but then field it. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. Well, I mean, obviously the cars tour is is one of your biggest events at A Speedway in 2021. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about um, an event that you have deemed a crown jewel and i don't disagree with you i think that the rodney cook classic over the last few years has been one of those races that drivers circle on their calendar they want to win that race you guys put up ten thousand dollars to the winner talk a little bit about 
how that event has evolved over the last couple of years into what it is today? Well, we worked hard with that. Um, you know, the first thing when we bought the track in 2017, uh, we didn't we didn't know if that was going to continue. We wanted to make sure that we had the uh, the permission of his family. We wanted to make sure everybody agreed that that was still going to take place. Uh, you know, it was it was much more than just the decision of Dad and myself. Um, but we knew that once we had per, you know permission from everybody to do that, that we were going to make it as big as it could be. That mm-hmm. was going to be the race. Uh, I remember you know standing on top of the uh, the uh, concession stand um, uh, picnic tables in the pit area during the drivers' meeting, and letting out all the drivers know, "Hey guys, Martinsville's over. You fixed your cars. You come here next. You know this is the place that you run after Martinsville. This is the race after Martinsville." This is the next one up. This is where you come. We want you here. We're going to, you know, essentially pay good top money to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been a, it's been a big deal. Uh, you know, there's been seven now almost, you know, there, there'll be an eighth winner this year unless somebody decides to upset the trend, which is, you know, either have a potential back-to-back winner or a, a, just somebody that wins it for a second time. Yeah. You know, there's not been a repeat or a back-to-back winner yet. Um, Tyler and I kind of went back and forth about the term crown jewel at, at one point. <laughs> really? He, he's like, nah, Jason, that's not a crown yeah, jewel. That and I'm, I'm like, you know what? A snob. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but that, I use that as motivation because yeah. I, I disagreed with him. And yeah. we're going to continue to keep working. You know, we're going to continue to keep pushing, keep marketing, uh, keep doing everything we can to make that event bigger and bigger and bigger every well, year. If you don't think so, it, it's starting to trend that way. And the reason oh, I yeah. can tell you that is, is because when when I sat down with Justin Johnson um, after last season and we started putting together our schedule of what he wanted to do and what he wanted to accomplish, obviously the Cars Tour Championship is his priority at this point. But the other events that, that he will run, the Virginia Triple Crown. He'll run at South Boston. He'll run at Langley for the Triple Crown. He'll run at Martinsville. Rodney Cook Classics on his schedule. The the, the race at Florence. The the old um, Myrtle Beach 400, which Zachariah has moved to Florence. And honestly, man, I thought they did a hell of a job last year in, in their first year doing that. He's also moved that icebreaker, um, which um, you know went off pretty well in february and, and you were at the iceberg you were at yeah. the at the race in florence and and was it no i guess it was november i know it was cold I it was that. cold yeah and um i'm glad to eat some crow on that one i will i will i will freely admit i'm glad to eat some crow and i think honestly it's it it feels like a more accessible race than martinsville and i oh, love going absolutely. to martinsville i love i i make a point every year to go to the martinsville lake model race but you know I think it's I think it's better as a whole that these tracks get back to doing these bigger races and whatnot because you know not not everybody's willing not everybody's got the motor to go to Martinsville them long them long straightaways at Martinsville man you you better have that thing freshened up and it better be the best the, piece you got the motor the motor obviously is is so big but another thing at Martinsville that just blows my mind is what people's tire bill is. Oh, it's nuts! <laughs> I was actually talking. I was talking to I was talking to one of my guys yesterday, and we were actually talking about Martinsville and the cost that goes into that. And we're sitting there thinking, he's like, Tireville is probably going to be somewhere between forty five hundred, fifty five hundred dollars for the. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, who's paying that? Right, right. Well, that, another, that's another thing too. Like the whole Martinsville deal. 
I like Martinsville. I think it's um, it's obviously an event that has got a lot of prestige. Obviously, a grandfather clock, and and that's that's a big deal. But I mean, honestly, man, Martinsville is not what it was four or five years ago. I mean, it's still Martinsville, but like you don't have 75, 80 late models. I mean, I think what two years ago would they have forty? 45 or something something like that i still remember when i was a kid when they used to run springwood and the dogwood they used to run two races a year yeah and each one 110 115 yeah i mean it was bonkers just you know times have changed i think the way some of those races have ended has rubbed people the wrong way Absolutely. I, I remember i remember i think the, the first one under the lights the way it ended yeah i i never I, as a race fan i never felt more just let down and disgusted at the way a race finished out you know, and you know, sorry if I hurt somebody's feelings with that, but I was just like, man, I don't, do I even want to come back here after this show? Yeah, you know. So I mean, sometimes that that's happened too. Yeah, and that's on that's on who they hire to come in and run that show. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason a lot of them people were like begging Chris Ragel to come you know, run that show at Martinsville because it was like, man, you're getting rubbed the wrong way, and I'm paying a lot of money to come here. Yeah, well, Chris Ragel is not coming back from no. Thailand. No, he's, no, he's he's never coming back. He's royalty over there. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a pig farmer. I think's what I was told. He's got that a, is he's awesome. got a little pig, pig farmer. Farm. Yeah, wow. the simple life. The simple life, <laughs> but still marketing and still working for the cars tour, doing a great job. Yeah, I don't know how he does it halfway around the world. But well, because social media and 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 technology made the world smaller. Remember, now you can yeah. just hop on a Zoom call and get it done. That's yes, true. Well, gentlemen, um, I can't thank you guys both enough for for coming on and and chatting with me. Um, I know that a speedway is near and dear to both of y'all's hearts and and really excited about having the opportunity to have you guys in a couple of podcasters come in and and um and give us some insight and obviously you guys aren't drivers you don't have sponsors but i do want to give you guys the same opportunity to, to plug your podcast and and anybody that helps you um with that podcast and and, and jason if you want to start and obviously anything a speedway related that you want to share with us as we wrap up really just want to shout out to our fans ones you know that stuck us out stuck it out through thick and thin you know whether it was 500 or 2500 of them uh you know that's debatable i guess if you want to listen to the new york post or you know whoever (laughs) um really you know it's not a race or it's not a track or it's not a not a big deal without the race fans yeah so really thank you to all the race fans that come out and participate all those that shown all the support through all the ups and downs of the last couple of years and uh, without them it's really nothing to you know without fans it's like a vicious circle with no fans you can't get sponsors with no sponsors you can't pay drivers if you can't pay drivers you're not going to get fans yeah so it's a big circle that you have to you know make sure everything's in balance so without the fans it's nothing and we really really appreciate everything what is one thing Anybody listening to the podcast that's never been to A Speedway, what's one thing that they can walk away if they come Friday night for the cars race? They'll walk away wanting to come back for more. Uh, man. Oh, it's I, just, got a, I got a good one when you finish up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, just the tight confines. Uh, you know, A Speedway has wider straightaways than, than most, you know, but just the way the corners make for just such hard, tight racing. Yeah, you know, if you're into side by side, bumper to bumper, door to door racing, I know it sounds cliche, but we got it. Yeah, I was gonna say, probably the the biggest thing I've always you know just loved about Ace, and I always thought was the biggest draw was, hey, it's a Friday night, you get off work five five thirty six o'clock whatever, you get on over there by eight o'clock, you'll, you know, 
car store race you might want to try to get there a little earlier because it's going to yeah. be more people but you can come you can get you a friday night of racing you're going to be done by 11 o'clock and you still got your whole weekend to do what you want if you want to go to the lake play golf go to another race on saturday but you know it's easy to get to right off the interstate and like i said friday, that's that's the that's the appeal of friday night racing is yeah you can go you can go enjoy your racing and you still got your weekend if you got family functions or whatever else you can still get your fix in and a good thing about it is, is if you have to show up early you can rely on our full price concessions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like them half price better. I'm a cheapskate. I want them half for free. <laughs> give us get. Where can we? Where can oh. someone download the half price concession stand, Tyler? Uh, available Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast, uh, on YouTube as well. Um, pretty much anywhere you download, stickered up or the A Speedway recap. And uh, thanks to Performance Center Racing Warehouse, North Carolina eight one one. Uh, accelerated graphics uh, one of our partners and uh, keith montgomery at montgomery performance consulting uh just you know glad to glad to have my board and glad to have their support he got old terry deese a top three at south boston on saturday night that's uh, man terry's terry's wild man he's got he's got that wild look in his eye man he's i went something. over i went over to congratulate him and uh he was he was so fit to be tied he was so mad yep. one of those young kids for not running in a straight line i'm like <laughs> I just come over here to congratulate you. Finish third is a great run. Terry's, <laughs> Terry's something, man. He's a trip. We need to get we need to get him to come over to Ace. I'd be oh, glad man. to have him. Heck yeah! See if we can't pitch him. You go. Hey, you know you got to talk. Just talk to Jensie Marker. I'm gonna talk to Jensie. <laughs> yeah, Jensie listens, so we've plugged him. So um, if you if you get Jensie like a Morgan Shepherd hat or something, he'll tell, he'll bring Terry wherever you want. That's his well, that's his boat. He's a huge Morgan Shepherd well, fan. We wrap we wrap that white car. That was that was a that was a deal that me and him worked on a couple of years ago he wanted to have that that white with the one in the star and the stripes down it so that's what we did for him so but uh but guys uh thank you guys so much for being on the show um looking forward to friday night the race at ace ace speedway ultima hall north carolina you can get tickets online acespeedway.net 20 dollars gets you in the gate hot dogs hamburgers beer on the back stretch we look forward to another exciting night of racing at a speedway final caution of the night is coming up we're going to come down pit road sticker up one final time and we'll be back with the stickered up podcast to give you a preview of this weekend's race at ace 125 you're listening to the stickered up podcast stickered up official podcast of the cars tour BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV. 
where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Hit Row TV. Check them out online. HitRow.tv. That's HitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757. For Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Hey, this is Deke McCaskill. Driver to 08 per year tank line Chevrolet. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Gunn. White flag out, Stickered Up Podcast. We are going to Ace Speedway Friday night, Altima Hall, North Carolina. Um, practice for the late model stock cars will start on Thursday afternoon. Uh, pits will open at 2 o'clock, and late model stock car practice will start at 3. They'll go 3 to 4. Then they'll have two additional practices, 4.30 to 5, 5 to 5.30. Um, and then back in action on Friday, um, again, uh, late model stock cars are 125 laps. Practice starts at 145. Their final practice at 245, wrapping up at 315. Grandstands open at 6 o'clock. Um, single car qualifying for the late model stock cars kicks off at 1110. Driving reduction, 740. 750 pre-race and then eight o'clock the race at ace gives you plenty of time to get off work head out to altima hall north carolina in addition to the cars tour the extremes will be out there for 20 laps champ cars for 20 laps mini stocks for 30 and then limited late models will be out there for 50 laps um, again advanced tickets um, acespeedway.net they're 20 bucks they're also 20 dollars at the gate five dollars for kids pit passes are 45 dollars if you're going to drink beer We'll ask you to go to the back stretch. Uh, 20 late model stock cars are pre-entered for uh, Friday night's race. Uh, a lot of familiar names. Brandon Pierce, Deke McCaskill, Jonathan Finley, Caden Honeycutt, Jared Fryer, Connor Jones, Joe Valento, Jessica Can, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Justin Johnson, Minnie Tyrell, Sam Butler, William Cox III, Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarborough, Daniel Silvestri, Lane Riggs, Trevor Ward, who has been at ACE the first three races, will try to defend his home turf, looking for his first career Cars Tour win at ACE Speedway on Friday night. And there's rumblings that Ryan Millington may be there on Friday night as well to defend his win from last year's race at ACE 125. Uh, we encourage you guys to get out to ACE Speedway this, this weekend if you can. Um, also, the Super Late Models, as we mentioned, are at the Nashville Fairgrounds. They are in conjunction with the CRA Super Series and the Southern Super Series. Uh, their, their action starts on Saturday with practice. Uh, they're in conjunction also with the ARCA East. Uh, green Flag starts at, at 5 o'clock with the JEGS CRA All-Star Tour 100. And then the North-South 
super late model challenge uh, will precede that. The ARCA race will start at 8.30, the E-Music City 200. I uh, want to give thanks to all of our sponsors for helping make the Stickered Up podcast a success. Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars, Justin Johnson at Thrifty Tire, PJ Bryant at BST, Kirk I. Pockwood, Solid Rock Carriers, and as always, our friends at Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens. Um, if you can't catch the action live, we ask you to reach out to them um, online and watch the event. Uh, Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse. want to thank my team here, Morgan Patrick, Dave Perkins, pushing the buttons here at Broadcasting Experts. We will see you at the racetrack Friday night, the race at Ace for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. This is the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.